are Locked On Tar Heels, your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hark the sound, it's your favorite Tar Heel voice. Welcome to Locked On Tar Heels. As always, it's a great day to be a Tar Heel. I'm your host, Candace Cooper. Thank you so much for joining me today. Do yourself a favor, make sure you download, subscribe to the podcast from anywhere. You can also join the fun via Twitter by following at Locked On Heels or me personally at Candace D. Cooper. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 20% off your next order. So here's what I have on tap for you guys today. We got to talk UNC versus Miami. We got to recap what was a phenomenal performance from the Tar Heels for all 60 minutes. It was the first time I think Carolina has has played a complete game this season. We've also got to grade our five key observations that we had going into the game. We do it every Friday, so let's see how we did. Finally, we're just going to listen to the players. We're going to listen to Mac Brown. And just, again, I got some real fun clips for today. Let's talk about that here on Locked on Tar Heels. Hope you guys are having a great start to your week. It is Monday. It's a little gloomy out here in North Carolina, but hopefully it's sunny wherever you are. I have got to get right into this Miami game. Now, as a reminder, Miami was 8-1 and and 7-1 in the ACC heading into Saturday's matchup. North Carolina led the all-time series uh, with Miami 12-1 before Saturday. Diaz, head coach Manny Diaz and Mac Brown certainly have a history. Diaz was a defensive coordinator at Texas under Brown from 2011 to 2013 before he was fired. Ironically, Manny Diaz was fired by Mac Brown the day after they lost BYU because BYU's running backs put up record-breaking numbers. And this will be very important later. Now let's talk about the game, right? Let's talk about the, all the scoring opportunities for Carolina. Carolina, the first quarter, came out swinging, right? It was a different energy from the Tar Heels. You can tell from both sides of the ball, they were ready to play. Carolina's defense made its presence known, holding Miami's only a field goal for the entire quarter, despite having some solid gains from De'Aaron King and his receivers. So it just was very much a standard performance. We saw a key fourth and one from Chaster Rat, letting everyone know that he was here. He was a senior. He was not going down without a fight. We also remember that Chaz was a quarterback who threw a lot of interceptions against Miami his time when he was on the offensive side of the ball. So I'm sure there was a slight vendetta of wanting to continue to beat them. Again, now Sam Howell and company put up three touchdowns, two coming from Javante Williams and one from Michael Carter for a 65-yard touchdown run. Just, ugh, the running game was just beautiful. It was beautiful to see. I mean, I'm trying to tell you. If you don't like good offense, it was not the game for you because Carolina was just coming out swinging, run after run, play after play. And when it really boils down to it, you know how I love my big men. O-line, I got to give you all the praise and the keys because they were just doing the damn thing, creating holes for those backs. Now, in the second quarter, they didn't want to get – I didn't want to get too excited, right, because I know Carolina, and they usually fall asleep at the wheel, but they did not let up. This time was actually different, surprisingly so. I was just – I was ready. I was prepared. I was like, we're up 21-3, and I still don't feel good because this is Carolina, right? I still don't feel great. Because I know who my team is, and I know that they sometimes just get a little too excited and they have to settle in, especially from the defensive side of the ball. And, you know, it it happened, right? Uh, Certainly, 
Miami side to wake up a tad in a bit, but not too much. There were certainly some plays that had Derek King frazzled. He just did not seem every all the hype that we had been talking about Derek King. It just didn't really give me that energy. I guess Miami just was not expecting Carolina to punch him in the mouth quite early. But as we said on Friday, they were proving themselves to be not as good as we thought, right? There was a couple teams in the ACC that have given them problems. They were able to overcome, but it just didn't quite go their way on Saturday. Michael Carter has scored another touchdown, and there were two field goals made by Atkins, which was solid. Now, heading into the second half of the game, still a little bit uneasy. However, I knew that we were doing, you know, big things, but I just didn't want to get excited. I don't know. It was just something about me. I was like, until the clock hits 0-0-0, I'm just not believing Carolina football right now. So Sam Howell scored a running touchdown in the fourth quarter. Rontavious Groves caught a one-yard touchdown from Howell. The UNC got fancy, and Sam Howell caught a touchdown pass from Kamari Morales. Javante scored a one final touchdown to seal the deal. 62-26, Carolina beat Miami. Now, I all know, now I know that you all expected Chicago Criswell to be in the final minutes of this game. I'm sure you did. I'm sure you thought, yes, of course, our um, backs were not going to perform this well. They're going to do good. But at all the hype that there was about Miami's defense, it just, it's amazing. Amazing how well Carolina's team performed. Now, what were all the implications? Because it was a record-setting performance by the Tar Heels. North Carolina handed Miami one of the worst losses in school history. Most rushing yards allowed. Most total yards allowed. In the first 60-plus point game allowed this century. Woo, that's embarrassing. The highest ranked team in the ACC was had implications of going to the Orange Bowl. And so now we just sit and wait, right? Now we're just waiting for Clemson to beat Notre Dame. And hopefully we can be a top of an Orange Bowl that we haven't been to, I don't know, in so long. Probably before I was even thought of, right? 778 yards, the most ever by any team against the University of Miami. 778. That's not only disrespectful, that's just like, why did you even try and play? Like, we got all this hype about Jalen Phillips, we got all the hype about Quincy Roche, and it just, they were asleep at the wheel. And it was almost like they never had a counterpoint to respond. They never really got momentum shifts. They never really got that energy. It just it didn't seem like there was any consecutive drives of scoring, and Carolina just stepped on their neck every single time. It didn't what was pleasing to me is that they played all four quarters. We have not seen Carolina play a complete game since I've been <laughs> covering them for a good minute now. And, you know, you get your – you didn't want to – like I said, I didn't get my hopes up first or second quarter, but surely after a while you start to feel good about what Carolina was doing, no doubt. But we have to go over our key observations, right? We have to ensure that we talk about what we – thought we were going to see on Friday and what ended up happening and just either we're brilliant which I'm pretty sure we are because we did a good pretty good pretty good obs- was it pretty good observing yes <laughs> we did some key observing on the day we just knew our team we knew what we had to get done and honestly this was the first time where I could say they executed so well so let's have that conversation on Locked on Tar Heels Do you ever feel like you're always on? I mean, same. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. Sometimes I just need to celebrate responsibly. That's when I reach for Coors Light. It's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. 
It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies, perfect for a moment to unwind. It doesn't matter what team or sport is playing, Coors Light from Coors Brewing Company, Golden Colorado, is the official beer of watching any sport or team just to drink. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind, so when you need to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door at get.coorslight.com. Now, coming up this week, we have got Carolina versus Ohio State on the basketball court. Carolina is facing another top 25 team. More importantly, Carolina is facing a Big Ten team that is a part of the Big Ten Conference that is playing no games with anybody this season. So we are going to have to keep the ball rolling. We all know they picked up a win against North Carolina Central this past weekend. We'll talk about that tomorrow because we got to give all love to the football team today because they just it was one of those days where the whole episode has to be dedicated to how how well those guys did but come back tomorrow because we are going to go over that nccu unc game and of course we talked to jonathan duran he told me to prepare myself for cj kaiser and that's exactly what i did and that's exactly who came out swinging and definitely gave us some trouble so we'll have that conversation for you tomorrow now our five key observations we want to talk number one protect sam howell keep him away from these two defensive ends red shirt junior jalen phillips and senior quincy roche now, all the hype had been around the fact that Quincy could have gone to Carolina, the fact that he was recruited by Mac Brown when he decided to transfer, and yet, when it all boiled down to it, he wasn't really a factor. <laughs> None of them were. They did not rush Carolina like they should have. They did not, you know, give Carolina any type of, I don't even know, and I don't want to say hurry because Sam Howell definitely got flustered a couple times, but it just wasn't what you expect. I just expected a clinic from Miami's defense, and it just wasn't that. Bubba Bolden was the one who had the most tackles for the game with 13. Jalen and Quincy only had four, eight tackles total, right? And they both had half of a sack, which is, like, cool, but just not what you were expecting, right? We Sincerely, I just I figured it was going to be one of those games where Miami was going to tell us who they were defensively and going to shut Sam down, kind of like how Notre Dame did. But that did not happen whatsoever. You know, good for us, bad for them. But, hey, we all live to see another day, right? Cool. So number two was run the ball well against a good defense. Phil Longo and Sam Howell both said the key to success in that aspect of the offense has been improved success running the ball. Notre Dame's defense stifled that running game, forcing UNC to be one-dimensional and therefore holding it to zero points in the second half. Now, per CBS Sports, we clearly <laughs> got the memo that we needed to have a solid run game. And our, I think if more than just we know what Javante and Michael can do, right, that was a calling for our offensive line to create the holes, create the space, have our tight ends and our wideouts to create those blocks so our running guys can run and get busy. A stat that they said you'll probably never quote from CBS Sports. You're probably never going to see numbers from a pair of teammates like this again. Michael Carter, 24 rushes, 308 yards, two touchdowns. Devontae Williams, 23 rushes, 236 yards for three touchdowns. The most rush yards by teammates in FBS history. That's insane. Insane, right? I just... The runs that you saw <laughs> on Saturday were so elite. I want you to take a listen to this Michael Carter run because it was easily the best run that I have seen all season. 
Carolina will get the ball on its own 35-yard line, still in the first quarter with 26 seconds left. Hand off to Michael Carter. Carter near side, first down and more. Carter down the near sideline, 40, 35, 30, 25, 20. Good bye. Touchdown, Carolina. A first quarter barrage in Miami. Heels up 20 to 3. Again. I love Jones Angle and his ability to just paint the picture for you via radio. It was incredible, right? It was not only that, but it was Javante Williams Mack trucking and bulldozing and Heisman on that hoeing. Like, it was all of that <laughs> in one watching Javante Williams run that ball. It was beautiful. I just, I've never seen football like that from Carolina in all my years <laughs> from undergrad till now and I just was so pleasantly surprised now number three we said that we had to eliminate Brevin Jordan and Mike Harley and we knew that these two were certainly going to give us trouble and De'Aaron King being a mobile quarterback was something that was going to make a long night for the heels so we thought but Carolina was able to contain De'Aaron King who was 18 for 30 239 yards averaged eight yards per throw and only three for two touchdowns in a huge interception shout out to Tony Grimes for that Brevin Jordan and Mike Harley were both six receptions Brevin Jordan had 140 yards and he showed us that tight ends still give us trouble of course and Mike Harley was up for 77 yards and it was just you know again did have some moments where, like Mac Brown mentioned, Carolina went to sleep on the defense, but not, nothing that could cause serious angst because at the end of the day, our offense certainly stepped up in ways that we were not expecting. Number four, I said that we wanted to keep it close. The Hurricanes keep winning, but they win ugly. Three of their last four wins were by five points or less, and the Tar Heels are the best team Miami has faced since its loss to Clemson. Like I said, they had barely beat Virginia Tech, NC State, and UVA. They were bound to have that game where if they had the right offensive weapons up against them, they were going to get exposed. And that is certainly what happened on Saturday. I believe that the fact that you put up Bailey Hoffman to Sam Howell, not even close. Hendon Hooker, if he's playing, or Burmeister, if he's playing consistently, yes, of course, they might give Sam Howell some uh, competition, but not, not really in the end. Right. And then if you put up Armstrong against Brennan Armstrong from UVA against Sam Howell, not really close. Right. So I think that Carolina always had that offensive weapon to just annihilate the Hurricanes. They just needed opportunities and they needed to not get in their own way. And that is what they were known for. That is historically what happens for Carolina. But they protected the ball. They protected their, you know, gadget players and all that good stuff and it ultimately went in their favor now number five has said forced turnovers and defense must win one-on-one -on -one battles again I go back to Tony Grimes who had probably one of the best interceptions I've seen probably all season <laughs> I will go out on a limb and say probably all season the best interception that I have seen ever and it was one that I think it just took out the wind knocked the wind out of Miami's sails, right? It made them feel like, oh, damn, like if a true freshman can get us right here, then do we really have a shot? Like, man, what are we doing? Like, all those mind games <laughs> just start to kick in. And then, of course, you just become unraveled. And they, they couldn't get back. They couldn't contain themselves. They couldn't, they couldn't go on long stretches of dominating our defense. They just wouldn't allow it. 
So here we are, right? As it stands, Carolina finished with 778 yards to Miami's 314. Passing yards were about even. Rushing yards, 554 to 75. So what run game, uh, Mr. Uh, what was his name? Let me think real quick, real quick. Come on, Candace, where is it? Donald Cheney Jr. Not even a factor. And I think after the Duke game, probably felt himself a little bit, but thought not that he was going to run over people. No. Okay. 554, 275. That's embarrassing. Cool. Penalty yards. Carolina, five penalties. Who would have thought Carolina would only have five penalties on the day and the least penalties from both teams? That just doesn't happen for us. You know, like we don't really turn our head around sometimes and we don't certainly put our hands up to stop plays. We certainly get in our own way. We hold all the time, but hey, I will take what we did on the day. First downs, 31 to 15. Third downs, 6 of 11 for Carolina. Fourth downs, 2 for 2. Because I felt like Mac was all about this energy of if we have to be a bear, we're going to be a freaking grizzly. And that's certainly what he did. When there are four town possessions, he believed in that O-line. He believed in Javante and Michael. And they went for it every single time and were successful. Cool. Time of possession is where I'm really sitting at right now. Carolina had over 40 minutes to Miami's 19 minutes. It was just all Carolina all day. The three and outs, the scrambles, the not completing the third and longs for Miami. Just, it was mind boggling to me because I just figured they have a whole website for De'Aaron King and him being this greatest quarterback ever lived. He's the Heisman. He's changed Miami. He's made Miami's back. All of that. Against Carolina, like Carolina put up 62 on y'all's heads? Like, ooh, that's embarrassing, okay? I mean, I just, you know, I ain't going to rub it in, but I rub it in, all right? <laughs> We've got to wrap up. I want you guys to hear from Mac Brown and, more importantly, hear from the players about how exciting it is to be on the winning side of things, and it's just it's a beautiful sight. It's a beautiful, beautiful time. Great day to be a Tar Heel indeed. All right, folks, as you know, I am on this new fitness journey since retiring from swimming. I have been looking for great treats to stay fit but keep me nice and toned. That's why I've leaned on Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. With 18 amazing flavors that are 100% covered in chocolate, Built Bar is even more delicious. If you're a health conscious person like me, you'll enjoy Built Bar because it's a low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, and great for the keto diet. Head to BuiltBar.com now and use promo code Locked on, and you'll get 20% off your next order. NBA fans, listen up. The Locked On NBA podcast is getting you ready for the start of the regular season with a special week of team preview podcast all this week, plus waiver wire additions from Locked On Fantasy Basketball and rookies to watch from draft guru Chad Ford. I'll be tuning in to the preview of Locked On Hornets, so I'm super excited to hear about LaMelo Ball and where that our team can go. Hornets are just trying to change things around here, and I'm here for it. So let's get that party rolling. Subscribe to Logs on NBA wherever you get podcasts. Now, we have got to end the day hearing from the one and only Mac Brown about what he thought about the team. So let's take a listen here. Our challenge to the guys tonight was Miami's got one of the best defenses in the country. They're very much like Notre Dame. They they penetrated up inside. They handled our offensive line, our backs, and our, our tight ends, and we had to do better if, if we were going to try to take a step. Uh, and, and what those guys did tonight is just remarkable because Miami's really good. And um, I'm not sure anybody picked it that way. I'm not sure anybody saw it that way. I sure wouldn't have thought that we could have accomplished the things that we did tonight 
Um, offensively, we were able to run the ball at will um, against a great defensive coach and, and, and great defensive players. Uh, defensively, I thought we, we really played uh, real well the first half. Uh, we went to sleep there in the second uh, half, third quarter, tried to put some young guys in. We weren't mature enough to do it. Derek King's really, really good, uh, but, but so proud of Tony Grimes. Uh, boy, what a future he's got, a high school senior out there making one of the best interceptions that I've ever seen. Uh, we did miss a field goal, uh, but we kicked off pretty good, uh, and, and we didn't punt. Uh, throughout the night, and we didn't turn the ball over. So, um, and and uh, got the one turnover. So, just really, really happy for these guys. Uh, I hope it works out where we get to go to the Orange Bowl. Uh, we haven't been to a, a major bowl since the uh, 40s. Uh, so, this would be a, a an unbelievable accomplishment for these guys. Uh, Jeremy just told me that we haven't beaten a top 10 team since 2004, and that was Miami. Uh, so, uh, uh, really a special night and, uh, uh, I, I'm so proud of these young guys. I'm proud of the way they've played. I'm proud of the way they've handled COVID. Uh, but they, they obviously have stepped up and, and played with much more confidence tonight than we did against Notre Dame, uh, two weeks ago. And, and, um, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm proud that we, we made that step forward. And, you know, at the end of the day, Mac Brown said it best, right? The guys just stepped up in ways that nobody saw coming. But the fact that nobody saw it coming is but so true, right? We knew this team could be good. We knew this team has the talent on paper to be superstars. They just had to believe in themselves, and they had to do it for four quarters. Like we've all said time and time again, it's great to have flashes. It's great to have Sam Howell last year being Mr. Fourth Quarter, Mr. Comeback, Mr. We right there, and soon enough he'll get over the hump. Like that was what we all were just like, okay, we see it. So let's just get it done. <laughs> and now to see it really coming to pass has been beautiful because hopefully this momentum will carry. You know, hopefully this is something where you leave your mark and you're re recognizing and understanding that in order to be a dominant team, you have to be consistent for all 60 minutes. And you have to do that night in and night out. I think that's what frustrates me most about the Virginia and Florida State games. I'm like, this is just not playing up to pretend This is not playing up to your talent. This is, not this is playing without want to. If anything, this was kind of like when we went to Florida State and Florida State was feeling themselves and, you know, we, they just were like, we're going to dominate you. I feel like Carolina went into Miami feeling like, hey, we can beat these guys and we're going to dominate them. And that's exactly what they did from start to finish. And yes, it wasn't as many turnovers. It wasn't as many, like, you know, mistakes made. But at the same time, it was just imposing your will drive after drive, quarter after quarter, which is something that Carolina just hasn't done yet, right? They have not said, hey, we're talented, but we're going to back it up, right? Like, we're talented, and we're going to back it up for a whole game. <laughs> that is something that Carolina still can do that. If they can do that for an entire season, the ceiling really is the roof, right? Shout out to Michael Jordan. The ceiling really is the roof for Carolina if they can just dial in consistently. Because if you think about all the young guys who got playing time, if you think about – you know, all the guys who are coming back next year. Like, a true freaking freshman probably made one of the best interceptions that Matt Brown has ever seen in his life. Like, and I know he's not guessing that. He's seen a lot of football. Can you imagine what this program can be in three to four years? Can you imagine what it's going to be like without COVID, without all this BS going around, right? I just, I'm excited about it. I can't even, I can't even put the words. I can't even put the words. The fact that Carolina football is doing 
a little bit better than Carolina basketball right now. You never thought you'd see the day, right? So here we are. I will say, though, I am sad that this is Javante's last season because if that mofo don't go make his money, honey, he, I, I mean, I love Carolina like the best of them. You don't need to come back, dog. You don't. I don't think you, you can't, it's almost like when you have your salt and pepper, you, it's, it'll be different without Michael. Yes, you want to be the man, but uh, if you have to take a night off, like that, just more injury, no, go ahead and get your money. Yeah, yeah. It was nice to see Javante while we could. Appreciate him. He'll forever be a Tar Heel. You know, he'll do the whole speech and the video montage next year. My name is Javante Williams, and I'm Tar All of that. Cool. Now go make your money. Like, this is, if there was ever a season there ever doubt, because who knew Javante was going to have this good year? We probably did, right? People who watch Carolina through and through. But if you think about everything that's gone on this year, he might not have gotten the same kind of shine with so many conferences being up and down, right? So it's just beautiful to honestly see him progress this way and for everyone just pouring that he is just a team player and wants to do well for the squad and all of that. So I'm looking forward to watching him on Sunday, Giants, if you're listening we could use a Javante Williams in our lives. All right. Make sure you guys come back tomorrow because we are going to talk Carolina versus NCCU. More importantly, we have to gear up for Ohio State in our CBS Sports Classic. That's up in Cleveland. Carolina traveling yet again and all things going well. We are going to prepare ourselves for an excellent battle. And so we have to get our minds right because ACC play is around the corner and we have no time for games. All right, Caroline, this is this is it. So we'll get get our spirits up. We'll get us hyped for the season. Talk about what we need to do to get ready for that. So I look forward to seeing you guys tomorrow. If you want to tweet me in my mentions at Camus D Cooper at Locked On Heels, let's talk more about Carolina's great week of football as they rest their home. They're having a good time. All of that good stuff. We'll keep the ball rolling. Appreciate y'all. Have a great Monday. Wear your mask. Please stay safe out there. And as always, go here. You are Locked On Tar Heels, your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.